So I created a Fox character. He stutters. His name is Frankie Banky. And he sort of represents everything that runs through my mind or ran through my mind. But the situations that I drew in my book, they're not necessarily true events that happened. But I twist around to make it funny. For example, uh, there's one where Frankie Banky is waiting at the bus stop. I know it's probably not your age yet to think about, you know, boys or girls or dating. Um, but he's at the bus stop and there's a really, really pretty girl beside him. And he's like, oh my gosh, I really want to talk to her, but I think I'm going to stutter. No, I'm going to stutter. Oh, no, no. Just, you know, talk. So he's trying to talk him into getting the courage to say hi to her, but he's also afraid to stutter. And, and the entire comic goes on for a page. And he's just worrying and worrying. He's sweating and sweating. And then suddenly she, can I say it? Um, tooted from her bum, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my way to say, you know, and nobody's per perfect, we all fart. <laughs> Everybody goes to the bathroom, just like everyone Hello, welcome to another episode of Stuttering is Cool. I'm your host, Danny. Uh, fresh off uh, the plane, well, after a couple of days, uh, from Washington, D.C. I had attended for the fifth time in a row, thank goodness, because it's always a blast, uh, the National Stuttering Association Conference. Uh, veteran listeners will remember that every year I do a big episode um, and, you know, in the last couple of years, I've also uh, recorded some video episodes. So this time, no different. Uh, you're listening to the audio um, episode. <laughs> and on YouTube, uh, early this week, I posted uh, the video. A uh, very, very short video. We'll say maybe about eight minutes, and I'll be playing the audio uh, shortly. Um, but first, I want to tell you that um, what I'll be talking about today is an epiphany that I've had at this year's conference. Now, veteran listeners will uh, probably remember that each time I talk about how awesome the conference is, and it's great to hang out, and you know, it's great to see the sights, and it's just, it's just a great time, uh, and too bad it's only for a couple of days. <laughs> but this year, this year was different. I had, like I said, an epiphany, uh, which I will share with you. Um, but first, let me play the audio from the video. Well, here I am with a with a first timer and a Liz Sinner. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, yes, yes. My my name is uh, Love Dream Changer, and it, indeed, it is my first time here at the NSA conference, and I'm very happy to be here. So I'm going to ask you the question: Is stuttering cool? Oh, definitely, it is cool. How come? It is cool because it's uh, something that I do for a long time. I try to disown it, and it's just something that is part of me. So it's cool. Your name, Hi. please. Hi, oh, my name is Miranda Smith. And is stuttering cool? Heck yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Why? Um, because it makes you a very a unique. Oops, too close. Sorry. <laughs> it makes you unique. And I'm here at the National Stuttering Association Conference, and where else would I want to be right now than right here at the NSA Conference, where there are 900, over 900 people who not only stutter, exactly, a, a total record, who not only stutter, but support stuttering in some kind of way, and that, and that right there is phenomenal. So why wouldn't stuttering be awesome and cool? Thank you. Okay, hello, I am a, a, a Erie Hill. And um, I think stuttering is a 
a, an, a very co a cool thing um, since I I believe it has given me higher standards in the uh, aiding um, uh, scene. That's and my, in what way? In, well, yeah, <laughs> I should probably explain it. If you, yeah. um, I would say um, since uh, for someone to, to handle someone who has a stutter, um, or me in uh, general, um, they have to be a patient and um, they have to be empathetic and um, I think that if I didn't ha have a stutter um, I I would settle for a someone else who, who isn't able to, to be patient with the um, motherly issues or, or I wouldn't say issues, but the otherly needs from a husband. Well, I'm with Bernie. Bernie, is stuttering cool? Yes, it is. It's very cool, actually. Uh, I've met a lot of great recording. Recording. I've met a lot of great people at the conferences. I've seen some cities that I probably wouldn't have seen. Uh, it's given, given me a lot of uh, courage. I've done things that I probably never would have done. Talk in front of graduate school classes. Oh, wow. Um, so, oops, slip of the wrist. <laughs> the stuttering uh, was not so cool as a kid, but it's gotten very cool since my 40s, actually. Oh, wow. Um, the stuttering makes me a unique guy, I think. I think I ha have a lot of good qualities because my stuttering. So. so remember my uh, episode where I talk about beatboxing with David Resnick, Resnick beatboxer? Well, here's his app with the iPhone featuring our possible theme song for Stutter Social. <laughs> I like that buffer. And that was the audio from the special video episode-ish of Stuttering is Cool. Uh, and you got to meet some of my old and new friends that I've made over the years. Always, always a great time. WeStutter.org will give you all the information if you're in interested in checking out a National Stuttering Association conference next year. 2015, it will be in Chicago, one of my bucket list cities. I can't wait. I really hope that I can make it. You know, you never know what to the year brings. So, um, yeah. 
being a jazz fan, yeah, I want to check out the jazz clubs there. So <laughs> let me take a drink of water. So this epiphany that I told you about, um, you know, after after attending the conference, um, you know, so many times, you know, like your first time, you know, I've heard people say it's your most special one. It's the one that stands out the most. And, you know, for me, that is the case. 2010 was my first uh, one attending. It was in Cleveland, Ohio, in, of course, the United States. Um, and that one stands out a lot differently from all the other ones that, um, you know, that I attended. But each one after that um, had its own special characteristic. Now, I'm not going to get into it because I'm trying to keep this episode <laughs> uh, short. But what I wanted to say is, you know, there are people that attend the conference that they've been attending for like 20 years, 18 years, whatever years. And some never missed one. And it's and this was the 31st year that it was going on. So the more you attend, it's the less it becomes about the workshops and more about just hanging out with your old friends and making some new ones. So this year... Um, I couldn't help but feel within the peripheral of, uh, within my periphery, periphery, peripheral vision, uh, experience of the conference. And what I mean is, for example, this year there are about 975 people, largest turnout on record. <laughs> Another little sip of water. Largest turnout on record, and you can imagine for each person, the experience will be different. Um, you know, it's not like we're all in one room and all the workshops go on in the one one room. Like there must have been over a hundred different workshops going on, uh, not at the same time, but throughout the whole three four days. <laughs> and um, you know, and I gave two of two of them, and I'll be talking about that to later later on um so depending on you know the people you hang out with and the workshops you attend you know it will be different between mines and say you know any of my friends or any of the first timers um so that's what i mean by within my peripheral experience um there seemed to be a common theme <laughs> so i'm not sure if i was just drawn to it or uh, it just happened, but a common theme of mentorship, self um not self-service, the opposite. So, uh, no, self-sacrifice, serving others. That's a, that's a, what I meant. Um, you know, helping others, and the mentorship is a big part. Um, I was invited. I was asked to um, give a workshop for for the kids to teach cartooning. And that was an, definitely an out-of-comfort-zone thing for me. I've never taught before, like, a, a class. And kids, like, I was so worried about saying something wrong that it might, you know, corrupt them or something. Not so that I'm a foul mouth or anything. I just, I don't know, I guess I was just nervous about, you know, kids are very impressionable. And so with this whole mentor thing, this whole epiphany that I'm taking a long time to say, um, you know, as I 
was teaching the kids. So what we, I guess what I should do is talk about what the cartooning workshop was. Um, you know, I showed them a bunch of samples of cartoons, some of my cartoons about stuttering from my book. Stuttering is cool. Guide to stuttering in a fast talking world. Details for ordering. That's, oh, that's my stomach. Stutteringiscool.com. Just came from the gym and I probably should eat. Um, and it was a workshop where they got to draw their own cartoons. Or or their comics to be more 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 specific, and these kids were amazing. I mean, there was a lot of range of you know some kids. You know they you know I showed them a sample of a cartoon, and unfortunately it was the one with the fart, which is what I played at the beginning of the episode. That that was actually me um, in another workshop i sat in on my for my friend jody jody fuller jodyfuller.com uh who gave a workshop on stuttering and humor where he you know taught the kids you know embrace your uniqueness you know don't let a bully ruin your day because it's one person versus everybody else so he asked me to get up and say a few words about my comics, and that was the only comic I could think of at that at the time to describe. And it was funny. Um, um, Jody's workshop was more of a storytelling, you know, using humor to connect with people. And so he had the kids line up, um, you know, to go in front of the room to uh, tell their story. And it was interesting to see. This is all part of the epiphany to see the kids go from being really shy in a very low voice to tell their story to I want to go back up again and tell another story in a louder voice, more confident because they gave it a try and they want to try it again and they got great feedback after and so they were motivated and and I couldn't help think, wow, this is the impact that we're having on these kids. It was funny because because of the, well, the fart joke <laughs> that I told them, all the kids, most of the kids, kept telling bathroom humor <laughs> stories all because of me. Thankfully, Jody was happy about that and everybody else was happy about it because it was humor, right? Like you, there was, like I told a funny thing, probably not the best, most appropriate thing, uh, a funny thing and it connected with, with it made a connection with, with to the kids and I completely forgot that in my workshop I had the same comic <laughs> in my slides when I was showing samples of different styles of drawing I showed Calvin and Hobbes, Peanuts, Archie, Tintin, Spider-Man, etc. Et Looney Tunes. So there were a few comics that were bathroom humor. <laughs> Um, you know, others created um, new characters for Frankie. There was a lot of Frankie Banky drawings. Frankie Banky, for those who don't know, is the main character in my book. Uh, my book is an illustrative self-help book uh, all, all about stuttering. I'm going to take another drink. And Frankie Banky is a fox character. So there was a lot of foxes, <laughs> a lot of Frankie Banky in the children's comics. Um, you know, some created new characters for him. Some created an alternate ending, which I thought was, wow, that's, you know, fantastic. Some created nicer endings <laughs> that didn't involve farts. A lot of ninjas, a lot of uh, intriguing stories uh, involving, you know, aliens and such. So, uh, <laughs> so it was interesting going, I in a way, help this. Now, it's all the kids' work. I mean, they could have easily just not drawn or, 
you know, felt that they didn't have the confidence to draw. Um, but it was a nice feeling that, wow, I have an impact. And now, I forgot to mention the age range, age 5 to maybe 12, in both Jody's and my workshops. It, that really made me stop and think, wow, like, number one, I can do this. I'm hoping that I could do this again next year. And the kids liked me. <laughs> so it was interesting to see them all wave at me throughout the conference afterwards. You know, one kid even asked for me during our Saturday night banquet. Um, that was, wow. You know, I also made these business cards for my book, uh, which is a folding business card. And it works just like a comic book. Inside is a comic, but it continues on the website. There's a there's a web address that, you know, the person reading the uh, business card slash comic would go to read the continuation. And the kids wanted it. <laughs> they were like, oh, can I have one? I was even asked for my autograph. Now, I'm not saying this to brag. It's more to illustrate how, wow, something I made, people like. You know, throughout my life, you know, I tried things, never really went anywhere. And, but this one, something that I persevered, even during the making of the book, I thought, oh, no one's going to buy this. I should just stop. Um, but I kept going. I kept going. I had to fight that urge of instant gratification that our society has, where you just want you know, instant gratification. I said, no, keep persevering. Make the book because you never know, right? Maybe it will flop. Who cares? At least I made it. I won't regret. Now, back to my friend Jody. He had he gave a keynote about making things happen. Don't wait for opportunities to come your way. Like, like you know, you know how people say, seize the opportunity, take hold of an opportunity. When an opportunity comes by, grab it, do it, follow it. He gave examples from his whole, from, you know, the last year alone of how he went ahead and made things happen. He didn't wait for someone from the NSA to ask him, you know, would you like to, you know, do a keynote? He actually said to them, hey, you know, I have an idea. It would be great if one of us, one of the regular attendees, um, now I'm paraphrasing, so I'm not quoting Jody, but he says it would be great if one of us, could do the keynote and I'd love to do one uh, is there room would you would you would you like me to and he's then he became the keynote he made it happen and he gave other examples of how now my friend Jody for those who don't know he's a he's also a comedian a speaker soldier too um, and I always feel like I have to slip that in you know it's part of the branding <laughs> um, and he also opened up for Jeff Foxworthy. For those who may not know, he's a very successful comedian, very, very funny comedian. And it wasn't that Jody was asked. He didn't sit back and, and wait for someone to say, you should ask this guy to open up for Jeff Foxworthy. Um, he, there was, he explained how, you know, the charity that Jeff Foxworthy was um, doing the show for, to raise money for, they said, oh, we need, you know, we're about to put posters up, but... If I understand correctly, they still needed some acts. So he said, like he just happened to come across, I think it was on Facebook, he said. And he contacted them. Hey, I'm a comedian. Uh, you know, it's the exact same thing. Would you like me to talk or you know, what, whatever? You know, he put forth. He just went ahead and he asked. And they said, sure, yeah. And next thing you know, he's headlining for Jeff Foxworthy. So <laughs> I'm going to take a drink of water. 
you know, and then lots of other examples. And it really drove that point in for me, make things happen. I made the book happen. I could have easily um, gone to a publisher, shopped the book around to publishers. Here's my idea, an illustrative book with, you know, where, you know, there's infographics and you have to turn the book around in order to read stuff on the side. It has comics. Chances are I would have been told no. Um, that's why I went the self-publishing room where I paid for the printing <laughs> and everything else, the distribution and the selling. Scary to do that, but definitely getting out of my comfort zone and, you know, benefited from it. And it made me think, my gosh, I did make something happen. I didn't wait for an opportunity. I didn't wait for someone to say yes or give me validation. Yeah, I think you have a great idea. I wanted to make something that was my own. My own idea as a publisher would have changed the book for sure. It would have been maybe not even about stuttering. They, they might have, chances are, said, you know, stuttering is too much of a niche. Can you talk about bullying instead overall? Like, not what I wanted to do. So I made it happen, made it myself. And I always felt maybe it was a mistake that I self-published. But, you know, Jody's uh, messages throughout his keynote really made me feel better. Made me feel, you know, I I clearly did the right thing. Yes, there are pros and cons to self-publishing and or getting a publisher and all that. But I made it happen. And it felt so good. I even approached the NSA. I, so I did the same thing that Jody did. But I always thought it was... I don't know, I just thought it's not what you do. You have to wait for opportunity to come by. and Or you have to be that fantastic that people have to like beg you. And that's what our society is, right? Our society glorifies celebrity. and But instead, I asked the NSA, Hey, want to sell my book by any chance? So they did. They sold my book at uh, the, at, uh, the conference. And oh my gosh, it sold out. Now, again, I'm not bragging. Uh, it's... Just to point, just to show this is the epiphany that I've had. I made something happen last year. I almost gave up. I kept going. You know, the creative expression that was so therapeutic for me and helping others. People are buying my book. Um, and it just boggles my mind. And in fact, I had to stop at one point and just let it absorb and think to myself, people like my book. Like something I made. And it was it was uncomfortable to think that way because I'm so used to things not working out or a project not like a like I would finish a project and it wouldn't go anywhere, you know, and it would be well, I wasted my time. So a lot of neg- negativity, but this one, people like my book and uh, a lot of compliments. Um, you know, at one point, a kid um, there was sorry, there was a workshop for the kids where. Um, now, I wasn't there. I think they played a, like a trivia game. And one of the questions was, name a, name a celebrity who stutters. And one kid raised his or her hand and said, Danny, the guy that draws comics. I'm like, oh my gosh. So again, not bragging. More of a um, point to say, make things. Make things happen. Because <laughs> you never know what could happen. And it felt so good. I'm helping people. And the other keynotes, there were other keynotes that were fantastic. Uh, Parker Mantel, I'm sure you've seen his commencements address. For those who may not know, that's the that speech when um, students graduate from a university, or in the States, they, they call it college. Uh, sorry, I just hit something with my foot accidentally. And, you know, one of the students, they give a speech, and his speech made the rounds on social media. It was a very motivating speech, 
and he stutters, stuttered openly, um, so he was invited to come and um, give the keynote, and there was a lot of great messages, you know, one that sticks out is, or stands out, is don't let anybody finish your sentences, because then you're not validating yourself, like, um, it's a very bad paraphrase, it's like, as, as, as if to say, what you have to say is not worth listening to. There was another person that stuttered that gave um, a, another keynote speech, and he was born without legs. Rowan Murphy, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name properly. Powerlifting champion, okay, with no legs. He was managed to build his body um, and win championships, too. Uh, he didn't just stay at home and say, oh, woe is me. Uh, what else? He's a motivational speaker and something else. There was something else very impressive that he did, and I can't remember. RowanMurphy.com. Uh, there will be a link in uh, the show notes. Again, it's all about, you know, you know, his motto is no excuses, right? So you can't let your stuttering get in the way. A lot of, a lot of um, mentoring going on, a lot of great advice. And then, of course, being in Washington, D.C., let me take a sip. Beautiful, beautiful city. And I'm sure you know about the National Mall. Long, I guess this is going to be a very bad um, way to describe it for those who may not know. Very vast expanse of, I guess, parkland. National, it's a national park where they have monuments throughout. Uh, very, very, like, kilometers long. Um, it takes, what, maybe two, three hours to walk it. And you have monuments commemorating very important figures in American history, uh, the wars and the conflicts that you know, the, the United States was in. And it really brings forth the message that freedom is something that we take for granted. Freedom is something that we fight for, that you have to fight for. Um, a lot of quotes, you know, talking about you know, for example, from World War Two, World War One, uh, from Martin Luther King Jr. about all the adversity, overcoming the adversity. You just keep going whenever, you know, you want to give up, just keep going. You know, there are 20-year-olds that, you know, even teens that lied about their age, to they signed up to fight in World War One and Two. What did I do at that age, <laughs> you know? And... You know, and not that I'm comparing civil rights movements and fighting for freedom and fighting in a war, but I couldn't help feel so inspired by the idea of don't give up, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, a lot of people hate the term stuttering is cool. A lot of people, you know, I almost gave up give working on my book. It's not, it's not a war, <laughs> but it's a challenge that I have. I mean, we all have our different challenges. So the epiphany that I had finally getting there, and I hope I'm not rambling on, is after five years of attending the NSA conference, you know, A-Staring conference, you know, speech therapy is one tool. The support group is one. Having a support group is, is, a, is another piece of the puzzle. Having other friends that stutter and, you know, desensitization is another tool. Just getting yourself out there is one tool. There's another tool, and that's mentoring others that stutter. Whether they're kids, other adults who are, you know, really too scared to stutter openly, um, but they want to give it a try. You know, I'm being careful 
not to say to force people to be open because um, that's their choice, right? You can't really force people. But we need to mentor. You know, iron sharpens iron as man can sharpen man. And by man, I mean both men and uh, women. Um, just quoting. And that's what I felt. I felt like I have I had become a better man because of the friends that I've been hanging out with at the conference all these years. And the friends I've made, man, they're... They're they're making things happen, and you know their values that they have, and you know they're so they're such strong people, and you know they have their struggles, they have their challenges, and they overcome. And just like that saying, "You are the company that you keep." That's how that's the um, that's how I start my book. You are the company that you keep. I could have easily hung out with people that were too scared to to stutter openly and believe that stuttering was the blame for everything. If I did, I wouldn't have written the book. I wouldn't have experienced the benefits, therapeutic, you know, proof of, wow, people, I, or I can create something that people want to read. Um, not that I'm bragging. <laughs> I really aren't. You know, like all the friends that I've had, like, and I felt like, I, f <laughs> I felt like I was one of the super friends or one of the Avengers. You know, I felt really... Like, I remember we were walking, I think it was the Friday, me and a bunch of friends. We, we were just trying to find um, a restaurant to eat at. And we had just finished a conversation about raising money for the NSA to, to allow other families, you know, to come. And, you know, and I was thinking the whole mentorship thing. And my gosh, I've become a better man because of my friends. I owe them so much. I'm so grateful for them. And I kind of noticed, just like I wrote in my book where I talk about the strength training. And, you know, after three months of being consistent and, you know, I, was get, I had gotten stronger and my chest got a bit bigger. And uh, I found myself one day with my chest puffed up walking down the street. And I'm like, whoa, I never do this. It was the same thing. <laughs> I felt like I was part of this superhero team almost. Not that I have a big head. It, 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 like it just came in my head, I guess, because I had comics on, on the brain. But mentorship, you know, we have to help each other. And even outside of stuttering, um, I've noticed, you know, we benefit from asking questions. Right, like right now, um, where I work, the contract is coming to an end, so I'm beginning the informational interviews, where you know I'm asking people that are in the industry that I'm working in, you know, questions. You know, is there anything that you recommend that I beef up in my resume or in my experience? What do you think of my experience? Am I marketable, etc.? And from speaking to them, um, I gained some more confidence in my job search because. They're telling me, wow, your experience is amazing. Before that, I thought there's no way I'm going to find a job. It's going to be very difficult. It could be. could still be. Let me take a sip. Because after all, nothing is guaranteed <laughs> in, in life. So just talking to people, asking questions. You know, there's another quote, no man is an island. I forget who said that. We all need, and by man, people. Uh, we all need, these are all from diff, diff, for different times. Um, you know, we all need help. You know, just like the Beatles song, right? A uh, little help from my friends. So that's what I mean by the mentorship. So, yeah. Very grateful to have found um, what a great community.
this is. And I want to hear from you. That's why every episode I say, eh, send in audio. Um, and I'll play it on my next episode. Uh, the way to do that. Now, I do have a new website. So, very brand new. Again, with a little help from my friends. My friend David Resnick uh, built a site for me. A uh, very fantastic site. You'll see it in all its glory. Stutteringiscool.com. So, you'll see that the podcast is no longer the focus of the of the website. The book is. <laughs> I have a lot of plans for, for the book. So, I won't get into it just yet. I will announce them as I make things happen. As I don't wait for opportunities to come by. Coolstutter at gmail.com. You can record an audio file, whatever audio file you uh, like. I have software that can convert um, the different formats. I know most people, most of the planet has a smartphone and it comes with recording capabilities. Record it. Email it to, to me and I'll play it. And what you want to talk about, whatever you like. Hopefully stirring related if you want to give a try. Uh, some speech tools, whatever. Maybe you attended a stuttering conference. Doesn't have to be the NSA. I know that the British Stammering Association is going to have their conference in August. Are you going to attend? I want to hear you hear your thoughts. Are you going to attend the Indian Stammering Association? Someone from the TISA, which is the Indian Stammering Association, attended uh, the NSA conference and announced, yeah, in the beginning of October. I think it was the fifth. Fourth or the fifth, do a search on Google. It will show up. Um, I believe that's their second or third conference. Not too sure. And I got to meet some people from the ISA, International Stuttering Association. So that was great stuff. Okay, now I'm babbling. One more sip of the drink. So until then, may your stuttering be always with confidence. And may you become a mentor. And if you already are one, all right, may you mentor more people. Ciao.